0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Abram Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome in the Torah to start out. And more, this is after Kayrach uh, and um, his band, the 250 uh, men who had all placed themselves in a position where they were sort of applying <laughs> for the job of Kohen Gadol, but it was clearly a death application, because they had, you know, they had brought this Ketorahs, and uh, God had warned them that this was not going to work. Moshe had warned them. They all were incinerated. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe their bodies were, were mostly incinerated. Korach, of course, and uh, Dosen Vaviram uh, were, some a what actually happened to Korach himself, but definitely Dosen Vaviram and Korach's family, and others were swallowed up by an instantaneous uh, earthquake type of thing, that where the earth opened up. Right after that, the Torah says, Moshe is told by God, those censure pans those pans that the applicants were holding pick them up and and the fire that still might be in those pans the fire that they brought what i want you to do with those i want you to i want you to scatter that but the pans themselves are are holy kikodeshu and and these pans as these were the people who sinned with their souls. And as the Nitzv explains, they sinned with almost the deepest part of themselves. They really meant it. They really felt they wanted to get close to God. And they also, and I recognize that, God saying. I recognize their intentions. Mm-hmm. Ill, it was ill-conceived and they were warned against it. But I understand what was that there was this, force that was motivating them so that in a way despite the fact that they have died the pans that they took have in a way become holy take them beat them with a hammer and cause the metal to actually extend like the word rakia and what we're going to do now is use it as a covering of the mizbeach. Because these pans were brought as a, for God, and they became Kodesh. And now when people see this as a covering over the Mizbeach, and the Mizbeach was visible, was one of the biggest items in the Mishkan, people will see it. So Elazar did just that. And this, of course, itself is an incredible idea uh, that the pans weren't considered, they weren't thrown out, but they actually became part of the avoda in the Beis or in the Mishkan, the Besamikdash. They could have just put a statue and, or made a pilot and said, you see this thing? Don't be like this. You see here that even though they were, this was a sign of the machlokas, but the machlokas itself, although clearly it led to their deaths, there was something here that can be used, that can actually be a warning, but also a utility, a utilitarian aspect that it wasn't all bad, that there was an element here that we're actually owning up to, an element of positivity of the people on the other side. However, it definitely tells everyone, Ashurloy Krav Ish Zor. The Benefina was saying, oh, no one's going to try that again. Ashilo Mizera Aron, who Lahakter Ktoris with Ne Hashem, the only ones who go into the Heikau and bring the Ktoras is only Kohanim. Viloyekora Kadaso. So this is the verse that seemingly is
1: a warning, the way we have been reading it.
0: Don't be like Kairach. However, even though that's the simple reading of the pasik if we go to the Gemara in Sanhedrin, on Daf Yud, Daf Kuf Yud, the Gemara says the following, If I, the Pasuk, the gemara darshin's uh, the uh, all about kairach if you want to find out um a sketch of Hazal's uh on the negative aspects of korach's rebellion and other be- very beautiful and interesting points take out that gemara at the end uh, towards the end of perakah Davkov tafkuhud what does it say there? The Pesach says, Vayoka <speaking in Hebrew> Moshe himself, when he heard what was going on, decided he was going to go speak to these two men. Omer eshlokish mikan she'ein You see, I've bolded this and made it larger. We're not machzik <speaking in Hebrew> b'machleikas. Remember, they're the ones that are upset that, that that Aaron was chosen. They're the ones that are upset about... That, 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 uh, that the nasius, the head of uh, the Shevet Levi, uh, was done to uh, Witzof and Ben Uziel. It should have been Kairach himself. They're the ones that are backing it, and they have a whole load of other arguments against Moshe, right? As Edward G. Robinson, sort of like embodying Dathan, remember, uh, at this type of whatever it is that he is storing, on Naviram. But Moshe Rabbeinu goes to them, even though he's in the right. The, again, the machlokas of, 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 of Korach and Moshe Rabbeinu, especially Dasan Vaviram's angle, is clearly negative. It's, it, there, you can't necessarily come up with a rationalization. Uh, we know that it's peppered with a lot of uh, uh, personal uh, anger and jealousy and other things, but Moshe Rabbeinu is in the right but Moshe Rabbeinu himself goes to do what he can to quiet things and to speak to them. And that's what we see from Rosh that we don't allow a machlokas to continue, even if the other side is the wrong side. We do what we can to alleviate things. She'ein machzik and we see from Moshe Rabbeinu. But then it's interesting, Rosh who was... Knew about the greatness of Rav, who was older than him, quotes Rav. They're both called Amaroyim of the first generation. But he says, I see what Moshe did, Ein Machzik. And we know Rav said, over Adoso. Whoever is Whoever is machzik b'machlokas is over below. Now, as we've illustrated here, Moshe Rabbeinu's actions were too quiet, to squash an argument, a, a revolution against him, that he knew that he was in the right. However, to be machzik b'machlokas would mean you're not the one who starts it. And you're not the one who is necessarily the prime person. When Rav said, kol ha-machzik it's even anyone, anyone who basically keeps a machlokas going, who becomes part of the group for or against, by his physical presence or by his words, strengthens these issues, is over a love. Rob said there's it's a law from the Torah like eating uh, uh, chazer, like wearing shatnez now if you remember a couple minutes ago when we read the pusik it didn't necessarily seem to indicate that the the the, the context of the pusik seemed to indicate that the, we are we we are going through extreme measures To take the censer pans and and bang them into a shape that they can now cover the mizbeach, warning people, but also in a way giving some credit to the other side, in order that this shouldn't happen. So we don't want this to happen again. But we are now making it; we're turning it into a legal point. It isn't just a a way of God showing that I don't want this to happen and I'm trying to prevent this from happening. Rav is saying, if you are involved in this, you are guilty of an Avera. Does that mean, again, I mentioned the two things I mentioned before, which is uh, wearing shatnes, eating non-kosher. If somebody joins a, a, an argument against someone and joins a campaign against the person he thinks should be canceled, is he, th- can you give him macos? Can, can you say he's been over an Avera? Over a yes, but uh, can, it, can it be quantified to a point like you ate a certain amount of non-kosher food, we know you've done that, we can now punish you. I don't know if Rav can quantify that. But he clearly is looking at it as a legal aspect. It isn't just a warning. Rav Ashi Omar. Now this is a very crucial um, uh, addition. And, and uh, now you'll see in a couple of minutes why. Rav Ashi said that if someone who continues a machlokas, we all know about Lushan Hara. Hara uh, leads to Saras. We know that from Miriam, and we know that from the, the Talmud over and over again. Ravashi says, Raui li that someone who's involved in this process of, of fighting, the, the <laughs> continuing to fight when the fight doesn't need to be fought, he really is deserving of having a breakout of Saras on his body. Now, why? So the proof is because. But go back to the pasuk. The pasuk is indeed strange, not in a, a, a way that, uh, you know, in a way that would seem, uh, you know, I can't read the pasuk, but it is strange. It says, kasher diber Adonai biad moshelo. Don't be like Korach, okay, and it shouldn't happen to you. Like God spoke to Moshe Low. Like God spoke to Moshe in the hand of Moshe, beyond Moshe. What does that mean? Don't be like Korah. God, also, like we know happened. What is this Kasher Dibir Adunai, beyond Moshe, lo? Like God spoke in the hand of Moshe to him, about him. What does that mean? So if we take that, is what Ravashi in the Gemara and Sanhedrin says, that end of the Pusik means. Beyond Moshe, low, the hand of Moshe, because we know the hand of Moshe got Saras when he spoke against the Jewish people. He didn't think the Jewish people were uh, worthy, he didn't think that they would listen. God said, Look at your hand.
1: Hmm. So the Drosha
0: is based on Ravashi, looking at it. It's it's a pretty far-fetched thing, it would seem on the surface, but it would seem that Ravashi is saying that don't be like Korach, Kasher beyond Moshe, though. Because when God spoke about the hand of Moshe, getting Tsaras, that's what's gonna happen to you. If you are involved in a Mahlokas. So Ravashi is somewhat tortured, but he's but but the words biyad seem to connect to the other yad. Rashi, in his parish on this week's Parish and Homish, actually quotes this. And he says it's a medrish, biyad Moshe, Veloxiv El Moshe. Why doesn't it say, like, God spoke to Moshe? Remez l'chokem shalukan Now, Rashi it seems to be very close to the Gemara, but the Gemara, if you look at it again, is about any machlokas. And Rashi says it's about trying to criticize people that are kohanim. What would be your criticizing against people that are kohanim? Well, similar to Korach's criticism. We don't need Kohanim. We don't need someone who is special. We don't need someone to uh, necessarily uh, have a role above you and to do things you can't do. That's, what, that's a cholek machlokus. a kahuna. We're gonna. we can all think of examples, and I'm going to show you some very interesting ones, but specifically what Rashi and Chumash is telling us is about making an argument against the idea of specialness, making an argument against people who, who are taking leadership roles and are saying that these leadership roles, they deserve and it's been given to them. And your argument about that is not an argument It's a specific argument that who says you're better than me? Who says you deserve this more than I do? And then he quotes uh, what happened to Moshe. Uh, That's the Yad. But then Rashi uh, supports it, as you can see, from the story in Sefer Melochim of Uziyohu, That Uziyohu um, was a king from Yehuda. And he felt that he deserved the role of a Kohen as well. And he put the tzitz on his head, as if he could wear the begotten of the Kohen Godel. He was a melech. But he felt that uh, he was as good as the Kohanim, and he wanted to take that for himself. The Pasik says that Uziyahu immediately got Saras, So Rashi is telling us that you see that if someone through his actions or through his speech tries to imply that the Kohanim don't deserve the role that they have, they're going to get Saras. Rashi quotes this interpretation in our in in our Parsha as a Medrash. The simple pshat though in the Pusik is that's a Medrash which Rashi wants us to know. But the simple pshat is that don't do it. Asher Dibar Shem Moshilo just means don't try to do what Korach did. And, and don't let anybody try to do things that only Kohanim can do. But so therefore, although Rashi agrees that there's a, 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 a medrash about not arguing about the kahuna, and that you're going to get Saras, there's no indication from Rashi that this is an Isser from the Torah to be involved in some sort of argument, or if the argument's already there, to add your voice to the argument, uh, to continue to write or to, uh, to, to pursue what you think is the proper approach. Even though you know that it's breaking the community apart, and it's generating a lot of ill feeling. Now, no, one's, no one is going to tell you that that's a positive situation, but are you able to say you're being over against the Torah? What you're doing, are you allowed to lambast someone and say, I can't believe you're, you're arguing against the rabbi, I can't believe, or, you're, or or even that you're arguing among yourselves or that you are engaging in this, in this great communal debate. Don't you realize that this is, the Torah says you can't be like Korach? I don't know if the Torah says that according to rashi there's a medrash that that he bases himself but he doesn't quote the gemara about rav he takes the gemara about ravashi and he sort of and he and, and he and he zeroes in on it and it's only really about kahuna and a specific type of argument but if you have some other cause that you think is just that has nothing to do with the will of god or trying to knock down things out of the torah perhaps one could if engaged in a, in a, a machlokus, even though this machlokus uh, creates very difficult feelings among people, the truth is is that um, this this question is really a machlokus: the Rambam and the Ramban. I give a shiur every Sunday on Rambam and Ramban, which I'm sure you get some emails about. The, Ramban, the Rambam says the following, he says it in two places. The Rambam in Sefer says that one of the things you need to know is just because it says the word low someplace, that doesn't mean it, it's, it's a negative commandment that should be counted. If it says, that this shouldn't happen, don't it should not be, that doesn't mean that, that there is a, a, a negative commandment. The reason why the Rambam needed to write about this in his introduction to Sefer Mitzvot, in the eighth Shoresh is because other writers, the Bahag, the Baal Hilchos Gedolos, who was an unknown, we're not sure who wrote the book, but we know that it was very prevalent and people would read the list of all the 613 mitzvahs, every Shavuos, and it was well-known. Kids would, 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 would have them in their memory banks. And the Rambam really felt that that there were a lot of what he considers gross errors on the part of the people the bean, the counters i'm not gonna say a bean counter the counters of these mitzvahs who really didn't understand and he says that you need to know that often the terms low isn't it doesn't mean a a command in fact he says it i'll just read you a little bit of the rambam the following Says, "Ain roy lim of Imasara. meaning when, like, when the Torah says, "And this should not happen," that doesn't make it into a negative commandment. Because, right, um, the, uh, it'll sometimes say, "Don't do this." It's not adding a negative commandment. It's really just explaining. Why something else is not the way to go, and and as he says, uh, he uses his knowledge of Arabic to say that sometimes the word "don't do something" can just mean I don't want you to do it, and it's probably wrong for it to happen, but it doesn't mean that there's a a, a, a royal command that it shouldn't happen. And he says this is what has occurred about Korach. Lo'i kakarka doesn't means. If if you see this on the mizbeach, and if you know the Korach story, you're not going to be like Korach. Now, um, and in fact, the Rambam says the Chachamim say that that if 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 you are someone who tries to uh, push the envelope against Kohanim, the Torah doesn't want what happened to you, what happened to Korach, anything like that that happened to you. But the Torah actually says, the Rambam explains, that if you try to be a modern day Korach against Gohanim, it's not going to happen what happened to Korach, which is the earth is going to open up, but you're going to have something that happened to Moshe, Kasher Dibar beyond Moshe, that's teras. So the Rambam says that that Loli Kikar Kadoso is actually saying, not like Rashi, this is a warning, let this not happen to you. It's saying that if you try to feel Amakoain and push against the laws of Kahuna, something bad's going to happen, but it's not going to be what happened to Korach. It's going to be what happened to Uziyo. You're going to get Tzaras. And the Rambam says, I know that their Gemara brings another opinion. The Gemara brings Rav and Rashlokish. But he says, that's an Asmachta. That's not Pshat. The rabbis are using, are taking this word out of context and making it into an Avera when it really is not a low say from the Torah. Now, the Rambam wasn't a, a, a proponent of, of fighting and a proponent, but he says it's not a law in the Torah. Um, there is a, a, another place in the Torah where we do see the the, the danger of having uh, a, a disag- open disagreements in the halacha. And he says that's in a, a different Avera. Not in Now, where is that? That is in the Passach that we know coming up uh, in, in Sefer Dvarim, which is Loisus Godadu. We shouldn't do Gedida. What does that mean, Gedida? So he says, Gedida means putting, uh, stabbing your body, stabbing, making stab wounds into your body. People used to do that as a sign of grief. The Rambam then explains there are various ways it's done. Now, the Rambam then says, the Gemara Nyavama says that the word los is go-to-do, which is about making stab wounds is also, there's a drash about the word aguda. In other words, again, you have to be a philologist a little bit to know the diff to understand how this works. But, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of Hebrew words in Loshna Kodesh. Gedud is troops. Troops are called Gedudim because they are separate units. That's the Gedud. Lois is go to do. And even when you're making wounds into your body in a way, the flesh is not all clear but there are clear holes in the flesh so that's also like a gedud in your body Um, so Chazal say that don't have things in your community where you're going to have two different opinions from two different and that will cause Various groups. We're the people who are makbed on and We're the people who are not. We're the people who wear sheitlach. We're the people who don't wear sheitlach. In one city. Lois is go to do. It's included in that pusik The word lois is go to do. Lends itself according to the rabbis. To as a, a way that can be interpreted. There shouldn't be. Um, two different opinions. But he says the simple pshad in the pusik is not wounding yourself. Vizeh He doesn't say it's an asmachta, the idea of making various agudos. But he says it's a drash. Again, this is translated from the Arabic. So it's hard to be exact when you study the Rambam here. But there's, the Rambam called the idea of not fighting against... Uh, uh, your, anyone or being a Baal machlokus as an asmahta. Here where we're talking about allowing a situation to occur where you have two different opinions in law and they're in the same town, which we know is going to cause these two type of groups to arise, he calls that a drash. And then he quotes the Rambam, again, the Gemara in Sanhedrin that says, you're over alav. And he says that that's also a type of drash. But the main shot in the Pasik is to scare you, not to say that there's an iser from the Torah. So it, it's hard for me to know, does the Rambam believe it's wrong, but this is not the source of it? Um, is he saying it's clearly not positive behavior for people to be involved in? but it's not a lot from the Torah. Is there any difference here? Whether whether we can find a law from the Torah. Is anyone going to say it's good to, to... So I think it is important to be able to point to a specific Pusik and say, stop doing this. You're being over. I think practically, the Rambam's position, in a way, weakens our ability to silent or to temper arguments. Because people say, well, that's not really what the Pusik means. The Pusik really means this. There really isn't a Pusik against that. The difference will be if you could find a rationale to continue the argument and continue the campaign. It's one thing to say, look, I I can't continue this campaign. It's, It's against the Torah. It's another thing where Chazal are against arguments, but sometimes arguments are necessary, and sometimes it's important to lead a campaign. So I think this is not just a, 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 um, a scholastic question: is this a law from the Torah? Or is this not? I think if we if we follow the Rambam, and there are people who say that the Rambam's opinion represents the majority of, of codifiers then it's going to be tougher to to quiet the Machluxim. Now, the Ramban, who uh, disagrees with the Rambam often in many places, says that the Rambam got it wrong here, and that it really is a law from the Torah. Um, However, he's not sure. It could be it's only where it parallels exactly what Korach did. Uh, it might not be a lob just to get involved and be a, a rabble rouser and join the troublemakers together. Um, the Ramban's opinion is very close to uh, the, the student of Rabbeinu Tam, the Urayim, who was, a, a. he wrote a book on mitzvot and it was it's infused with a sense of the fear of God, the safer Urayim. Let me read you what the Urayim says on this. The Urayim says, Lo it's not like the Rambam, it is actually a command. It's not just like, it's not like Rashi and it's not like the Rambam. It's not just a nasmachta, and it's not just a way, hey, dude, don't you don't want to end up like Korach. It's actually a negative commandment. But what is it? Shiloya Adam Okay. What does it mean to be Ma'or? adam lama kohen lo why does he get the right to do that? Why does he get the right to wear the fancy clothes? Why does he get the right to be in the Azar and be in, in, in the other part of the Mizbeach? How come I can't? And here's another thing. So this is a very important two words. If he would have stopped here, you could say. You can never argue against anyone who what happens to be has a high position. He has kavod. You can't argue against that person and say, why does he deserve it? But that's not what the Ereim says. It's b'mitzvahs ha'yotzer. If the command of God says he deserves to be the melech, he deserves to be the kohen, you can't argue against him and basically argue against God. And that's what he says like Korach said, these two words, really take the teeth out of this it's only, first of all, that you're trying to attack someone for a higher position that they have, not because you think they're wrong about um, you know, who should have been president, or who's a better president, or who's better for Israel or what sort of government we should have. Uh, It has, it's it's, it's the idea that we, you know, again, if you feel that uh, having uh, uh, the Arab party in the Knesset is the destruction of the Jewish people, if you feel that having, uh, uh, or or you feel that having a prime minister who is uh, somehow, you know, has has espoused, you know, right-wing views or is against Palestinian state, whatever it is. So that's not included here it's just right according to the iraim. It isn't just every machleikas is also. It's 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 it has to parallel what kairak did. That is the sheet of the iraim. The ramban is not sure. The ramban says he might be right. It's definitely a negative commandment, but the ramban is ready to say that it might apply to any argument that occurs that you are violating uh, a. Um, uh, a negative commandment. Uh, I should just point out to you that the Rabbi Nassim who was a little bit um, before the Rambam, is more contemporary of the Rambam, he says that even if you're right, as we saw from Moshe, he says, if you keep a machlokas going, even though you're right, Moshe was definitely in the right, But even if you know you're correct, you should lay your gloves down. And that is what he proves from Reshlakish. It sounds like Rabbi and Milumil uh, is in the Ramban's camp completely and even more. Um, The Sefer Mitzvah's Koton also says, he mentions Kahuna gets a special din of Tsaras, but there's a special Aveira not to be a guy who's always a troublemaker not to be a person who just loves a fight and, and generates and does whatever he can to sow the seeds of besides the Lashon involved Lashon is another Aveira but besides that there's the being a through the Lashon it is not so the opinion definitely appears i want to um share with you a um a uh a, a actual story that occurred
1: and i think this is a uh, an important one the um
0: now this story was mentioned in a, in a in a book that was written in the beginning of the 20th century and he was quoting one of the great postgemen broad at the end of the 19th century and the story went back almost 150 years before that uh at, at the end of the 1700s and this is what the story was I'm going to read you the the description of the story, and I think it's an important one. There was the city of Campana. There was a person who came to Campana, and his name was Shimon. And Shimon was an incredibly musically gifted person. And he was able to just put songs together, and anyone who listened to him was entranced by his beautiful voice. People were so impressed by his voice that they said he's the one who should be our shliach tzibar, especially in Yom Kippur and throughout the year. He'll he'll elevate us. He'll just hearing that voice is like hearing the angels. So the Vrov of Campania, his name was Rabbi Yisrael Yona. Um so we have a great person to be the shri akhsiper um raviona somehow did some research he discovered that this shimon was very well known to do many many averos he was although when he got in front of the Bima, he became uh tr- some greater part of him took over and it was beautiful and it was sounded so real in his private life he was someone who did a whole host of sins and you can't have such a person as your Yach Tzibor so Rav Yonah Yona spoke to the uh, people in his community the other uh, Rosh call and people in the Beis Knesset but they didn't want they didn't want to hear it maybe they called him a Bal Hashanara and they said no we want him this will help the shul.
1: This will this will help us. Um,
0: Rabbi Shul Yonah realized that he said, I don't want him, though. And they said, look, we know you're against him, Rabbi, but we're going to do it anyway. Rabbi Shul Yonah knew that he had people who were on his side, but he knew that if he would make a stand, there would be a machlokas in the community. He wasn't sure what to do. So he wrote to a friend of his who was the son-in-law of the Neidi Yehuda, Rabbi Yosef Posen. And he wrote him in the following lay, the letter. He said, This Shimon, he derish every S in the Torah. Now we say that the Gemara says that Nachman Musani was able to do that. And when he got to the Pasuk of As Hashem tira, He wasn't able to figure it out. In other words, every S, just to give you the background, every S means it's a Rebui for something else. Right? Um, that goes on to your stepmother, perhaps, or your your stepfather. It really depends on the Nusach. So that word S, although it doesn't translate into general translations, it always means some other rebuy. So the Gemara says that Nachman Amasoni made a drosha on every S till he got to S Hashem HaLokech What do you add with God? God is unique, alone. And Rabbi, and he says, you know what? I, I I give up now. I can't, I'm throwing the whole uh, theory away. If I can't make it consistent everywhere, Nachman, Nachman, Nachman amasoni said, so he stopped all of his droshas, he he, he said he left them apart. Then Rabbi Akiva came in a later generation, and he was able to uh, f- figure out why it says it's Hashem el he says it's about Talmid Chachomim. That's the Gemara. When Talmid HaChomim write each other, these type of ideas are in their mind. That's their lexicon. So he said, this Shimon has darshaned every S. S achazir, S Atrefa, S Right? He's darjahing them. He's got all those S's. He eats chaser, he eats treif, he eats neveilus. The only one that he's not connected to is the S Hashem Mulkachatira. He has no fear of Hashem. What should I do with this? This is the one that my show wants. So Rabbi Yosef told him back, You see what's going on? Better that this negative thing should happen than there should be Machlaikas. So even though you're right, and this is a person who shouldn't be Chazan, it's better, but if you continue this, you're going to split your community, there's going to be bad blood, there's going to be people who are going to be speaking against each other. Let this man be the Beltwila, despite the fact that he shouldn't be the Beltwila. Um, now, and Rav Yosef allowed him to be the Baltfila based on what uh, Rabbi Yosef, let him be the Baltfila based on this idea. Now, how Machlokas is now, it's a very interesting Loshon, Lahamid Selim Um We know that today is Rashkodesh Tammuz. In a few weeks, I'm sorry to tell everybody, we're going to have Shavuot. Uh, Shavuot is a fast day, and we know that one of the terrible things that happened in Shavuot was that um, that it says Menashe himid selam beheichal. That in the Kodesh, in the Heichal itself, the place where you do the most impressive avoda, there was a getchka there, there was an abayit there, and it stayed there for a while. That's one of the things that we mourn on Shavuot Sebatamos, that it was, it was able to happen. We we reached such a nadir of spiritual sensitivity, was so low that we were able to have a, a, a tzellam there. There wasn't a revolution that rose against them. The tzellam stood there in the heichal. So Rabbi Yisav says better, even that's one of the things we mourn on 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 on, 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 on Shavuot Sebatamos, so, Rabbi Zilberstein said, if you look in the Marao in his parish on, 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 on um, in, in the Sefer, Netzach Israel, all about the Horb uh, and other things, the five things that we mourn on Shavasim can be rectified. The prime one, of course, as we know, is the Luchos breaking. Well, there was a second Luchos. The idea of Atzelam of, Beheichel, of, 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 the morale says, yes, it's it's quite bad. But there was still a Beis after that.
1: There was still something there.
0: You're right. It's ugly. But it's not final. A Machlokas, though, would be final. Because the Machlokas, as you know, the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed for Sinas Chinam and the lack of shalom. So that is it could be that is what Rabbi Yosef was telling him. This is terrible. It's like Selim Bahakal, but it's but if you would fight this battle, if you would fight against it, even though you're right and you're doing Laman Hashem, that's the type of thing that causes a Chorban. Selim Ba'ekal is, is, is bad, but as you can see, it's a Shabbos Batam is bad. It's not a tish above bad. All the things that we mourn on Shabbos in a way, there's a way to rectify them. Whereas the destruction is something that we're still suffering from. There's no, till, till the Rabboni Shon brings us back, till things change, it's not going to be different. There's an end to the story though, by the way. Um, and it's, it's a pretty incredible ending. And Rav Yusuf Silberstein is the source for at least providing to me what it is that actually happened. Um, what happened was the following um, The person became the Shriach Zebra, but the rabbi couldn't stand the fact that every time he went up to Daven, he knew what this person was about hypocrisy so first he figured maybe there's something good about the guy he does have a sweet voice he does seem to be authentic and he would try speaking to him to be friendly with him and to try to get him to change but it didn't help um so what he did instead was stay friendly but in a different way not to say you can be better not to say that you should perhaps stop being involved running around with women or not caring about kashrus he told him you know what come to my house and every time he came to his house Rabbi Yisrael Yonah gave him a good shot of liquor and every time they were together at a bris he made sure that the chazan, the shimon would also drink a lot and he would give him, oh, I'll have another drink. Yeah, come on, another wachayim, another wachayim for the chassan, another wachayim to the khasan what, what Rabbi Stro Yonah was doing was basically, and again, I know this doesn't sound so politically correct for today, but what he was doing was he was getting him to, to increase his drinking habit to a point that he he might have had a tendency to it, but under the guise of his communal duties, the rov was turning his chazan into an addict for liquor, who would always do whatever it takes to get drunk, to the point that he couldn't he could no longer uh, keep the facade of being you know a, a solid citizen at all. People found him often. Collapsed in the in, in, in the in the in the in the dump of the city, drunk and probably throwing up, and people saw it to the point that enough times that everybody understood that he shouldn't have this position anymore. Um, so that is the, the the end of that story. Now, again, as I said, um, you know, one could question the. Um, the ethics i guess of that but the point of the story is and I, I think it's true is that the frontal assault is the most destructive the complete to to submit someone to the calumny and 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 an attack especially when you know that is going to lead to a a let me explain you, 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 if you read the temperature of the community you realize that this is going to lead to a split it isn't the Lashon Hara and it's not the embarrassment we're talking about the communal Machlokas and what we see from this Psaq that the Neri Bute's son-in-law gave is that is that people are mahuyev to in a way swallow and accept things which are not correct in order that there should not be a machlek's beisro. Because somehow that is even that as we say is even more destructive. Now is that something as i said before is that only according to the ones who, who call this halosa say would the rambam agree? I can't be 100% sure. I know that he definitely was against Torah being a split, but what about here in this case? I think this would be a nafkamina. This is not a case of, you know, there might be others, and I'll show you, and we'll end with this, um, the, the great Rabbeinu Yona, who had a campaign, and one of his campaigns was against the Rambam, as you know, and the Rambam's forum. The Rabbeinu Yona writes, just want to show you this, as he says, one of the commandments is, as you can see here, not to be
1: like Korach. And he says, "Your oivra belav." However, he says, "Umuter was
0: saper, loshen haral ba focus First of all, if there's someone who's a Baal Machlokas himself, someone who's a Korach professional, and now he's going to stir up trouble with you, you have the right to use Lashon Hara against him. And he, he brings a Pasuk to prove this um, uh, about, uh, uh, about uh, that was said um, in the very about Shlomo uh, Abdul Lehi that, um, that they called Sodok and Binyo, but they didn't, So this Pasuk proves that a person who's a Baal Machlokas, you're allowed to call out. And the Chavitz Chaim explains that, that it's because a Baal Ma, if you if you can say lashanar well, about a Baal Machlokas, you can stop the Machlokas from happening. So this is really another example of what we're saying. If, if, if there is a person who you know is just a troublemaker and everywhere he goes, he just, he lives with this. And this is something that he always incurs. You have the right to, to defame him, Rabbi Yona says, in order to stop a greater amount of and, Har and other things from happening. So again, this is, the Chavetz Chaim says, this is a heter that you have to be very careful in using. But you have to use it Lashem Shemayim. If you are going to, Uh, cancel someone out by discovering some bad stuff about him you're allowed to do it in order to stop him him or her from their uh, added from what they are trying to do now i know this sounds a little bit like (laughs) the attacks that were leveled against The former president in a way, right? He's a Baal Machlokas, this is what people might say, so I got to dig up whatever I can about him in order to silence his megaphone. Again, you can draw any conclusion you want, but it is in the Rabbeinu Yonah, who who says it is wrong to to be involved in a Machlokas, but if you happen to know lashon Har about someone who is leading the machlokas, and you can in that way, although people, ooh, they're they're going to be shocked by what they hear, you are allowed, and and you are allowed to use that type of weapon against them. Then Rebbei Yonah says, but if there are people who are trying to go against God, we know that what they're about is. Going on a derech Lotov, um shreovon. They are they are they are arguing for something that is clearly against Torah, against religion, against the belief in God, and you don't do anything, then you are punished for what they do. So Rabini Yonek has another aspect here where he says you are allowed to have. A, a campaign, even though it's going, and this again is different. We have to understand how this jives with what we just saw about the case of the Chazen. And I think there's, there is a big difference. In other words, here, Rabbi Niona says that when you have a group, and we could talk about Shamshen Rafael Hirsch in Germany or other things where they fought, or the, some sofer and others who fought against reform, who fought against people who wanted to change fundamentally Judaism. You could have just taken an attitude, well, let them do what they're doing. Rabbeinia says you can't do that. You need, even though you realize that you're, you're being, you, you, are, you, are, you are strengthening and adding your voice and your poison pen, and your and your physical presence against something that you think is wrong even though you know that that there's going to be a deepening of the fissures between the community but since what these what what's going on here is a clear violation of the law so it goes against what god has clearly indicated he stands for he says you need to you need to do this you need to have the fight the good fight now I would say that the case of the chazen that we talked about, um, it wasn't a question really of essential Torah. It was a question, or oh, do you like this chazen or not? And even though the rationale of the rabbi was based on religious reasons, and he had halachic reasons against it, the fight would not be perceived as a fight for the sake of Torah. Even though you could bring your Torah proofs as to why this man shouldn't be chazen, it wasn't fundamentally about the other side saying, I believe that you should be drunk, I believe that you should be able to run around with women. No, <laughs> right? But if but if that is the type of movement that is, has arisen, Rabbeinu Yonah seems to says clearly that not only are you allowed to get involved in such a battle. But if you don't, then whatever they accomplish, whatever they're able to do in terms of their propaganda, you're going to be blamed for it because you could have done something to stop it. So, uh, again, the, uh, the, 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 the NoDa Behuda, um, who was this Rabbi Yosef's father-in-law, writes that even though these sources are there, in today's time, it's almost impossible to see a Machlokas L'shem Shemayim. Rabbi Niona wrote in a period when people, I think, were very elevated in their mindset. And there was a certain purity. The Note says that I don't believe today we could have a Machlokas L'shem Shemayim. Even if the battle line seems to be drawn so clear, he doesn't believe that it could happen. And I'll just read you the, the words of Rebbeinu Yonah. Uh, I'm sorry, the note of Yehuda about this. He says, oh, we'll end with this. I, I don't see it happening so much that this was fight for the sake of God. Now, this was written, remember, in the beginning of the 19th century, the end of the 18th century. He says, therefore, despite what you consider this a compromise, it's so important to make shalom because the sotan is dancing when he sees how apart we are. sholom of who's going to be Has amo yisro v'sholom? Um... You know, uh, when we end our Shemona esrei, we take three steps back, right? And when you take three steps back, your 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 body is bent, and you say Ose Shalom Mav. and then you turn to your left. When you turn to your left, that's really God's right. You're saying Khu Yase Shalom. You need such power from God. That there should be Sholem with us. Then you turn to God's left, to your right. Olenu
1: for us that we should have
0: Sholem. And then you bow forward. Valko amo Yisrael. This is something that 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 we we have to every time we dive in we have to realize that it needs we have to in a way beg god for his ultimate strength to be able to create shalom because of how difficult this is and how much of a cancer it is within us when we don't have it and that's why again you are sort of like appealing to the ultimate strength